Oh, you've got to wait for you to finish your pasty. Your sausage, sausage roll. roll, sorry. You've had all day to eat a sausage roll, and you're eating it now on the podcast. And now, and now, oh, just chuck it all over the floor, mate. I'm not... It's very flaky. It, a sausage roll by nature is very flaky, Fletch, and you are very flaky. The combination... Look at you! It's coming down like snow! And then just a sausage roll, get a little hoover. <laughs> Terror has no shape. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever the hell you are. My name is Malachi J. Matthews, and I am joined, as always, by Hollywood Fletch and Magic Mark. How's it going, Fletch? I'm all right, mate. Yeah? You finished your, you finished your, your sausage comfy. roll now, getting comfy? Taking the boots off. Cool. All right. Bought some new boots. Yeah, I bought some new boots. They're very good. I thought you were going to get para boots. Sorry, was that new boots or moon boot? New boots, Mark, not moon boots. But have you got any moon boots? No, I'd wear a pair of moon boots though. I did have <laughs> moon boots back in the back in the day. I didn't get a pair of para boots because you told me I look like I listen to the Levelers if I wear them. Don't listen to, to me. Fair, you would look like you listen to the Levelers if you wore para boots. Yeah. We do listen to Levelers, don't you? Yeah, nothing wrong with Levelers. It's only one way of life. That's the record that came out in 1993. You were born? You weren't born when the Levelers were around. Yeah, of course I was. I thought you just said you weren't. No, you listen to them because you're a 40-year-old man. Okay, all right. And you just automatically become, like, a Levelers fan when you become 40. Is that right? Yeah. Is that why I've done the garden? Is that why I've started growing my own vegetables? Cause, yeah, because of the and listening to the levelers whilst you're fiddly deeing around fiddly the garden. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Magic Mark, how's it going, Magic Mark? You all right? Oh yeah, I'm not too bad. Not too bad. As good as can be expected. Lockdown, lockdown, COVID. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know how the sound quality is on this episode, but because we're stuck in lockdown and we're doing things on Skype all the, all the time, we're trying to do something, something properly. We're going to record slightly properly today. With a couple of different microphones. Anyway, it mm. might not even work, so we'll see. Nothing ever Not with that attitude, it doesn't fletch. That was sad. That was kind of What's... upsettingly the pod... bleak. The podcast didn't upload properly today. And he just bursts into my room and wakes me up. Stressing out because the podcast isn't there. Where's the podcast? Where's the podcast fam? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I said it's not though, is it? If it was there, I could just clip it out and put it on the internet. But I'm not allowed to have the controls for the podcast because apparently I'll obsess over the numbers. You, you will obsess over the numbers. Right. He came in and woke me up. I was up last night playing Metal Gear Solid. And drinking like, all night. <laughs> drinking wine. We watched we watched a terrifying film last night as well, Mark. Oh my god, Mark, it was so scary. What did you watch? Host. We watched Host, the on new Shudder. Yeah, new film out on Shudder, a Shudder exclusive. And it was, I thought it was good. Fletcher, I thought Fletcher was going to pass out from fear at some points because it was quite scary. And Fletcher doesn't cope, as we know, Fletcher doesn't cope well with scary films. No. But he, he insists on watching them. That's because he's strong and tough. Leave him alone. 
Yeah. I mean, the last film we watched together before that was was Hereditary, and that was a emotional roller coaster of a film, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the last week, yeah, last week we did Body Melt on Which the show. Great. Right, we also found that's on Shudder now. We watched it on YouTube. We could have watched it in HD all this time, and we didn't even know. I also watched uh, the Mad Max films this week. I've been re-watching them. And I noticed, do you know Pud from uh, last week? Yeah. Big Bob. Yeah. yeah. He's the Night Rider! Night Rider! He's the oh. Night Rider! He's the, the beginning. Yeah, he's the guy that causes all the trouble for Max in the first place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's the, he's the sheik to the Hulk Hogan. Of, of, um, of post-apocalyptica. If there was no Knight Rider, there would be no Mad Max because that's what started it all, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So Pud, yeah, we didn't know. Mind you, it's an Australian film and I think there's only about eight actors in Australia, so... They've all been in... They're all in a, a Mad Max or Neighbours at some point, aren't they? Yeah. Do you remember that episode of Neighbours with Nathan Jones in it? No, but we found one on, with, with uh, Batista in it the other day. Oh, yeah, we found the Batista episode <laughs> in Neighbours. Batista was in Neighbours? Yeah, but yeah, it was as, as Batista. Yeah, just as oh, like, okay. now, is it Lassiter's? Is that still a thing in Neighbours? I've not seen Neighbours for about 30 years. I just remember Lassiter's and Harold Bishop. And Lassiter's was owned by Paul Robinson, wasn't it? Yeah, don't it make you feel good? Oh, that's a song. That was his single that he released, wasn't it? What it was. What's his name? I was going to say Shane Douglas, but it's it not was Shane. Stephen Dennis. Stephen Dennis. It's basically the same, isn't it? It's like when we said uh, Justin Peach. Who's Justin Peach? Jordan Peele. His name is Jordan Peele, Dad. It's Justin Peach, isn't it? He did all them scary films. Oh God. <laughs> but and speaking of scary films, I mean, you like a scary film. We all like a scary film. We do. Fletcher, what film have we done this week on Super Tap Film Club? Blob. The Blob? What year did it come out, Fletch? 1988. We're doing the remake. It's the year. The, the year. year. You could be a little bit more excited about it, Fletcher. Yeah, Fletch. Come on. Give it a smile. If you smile when you're talking, they can hear it on the radio. We're doing the Blob. That's better! What year did it come out, Fletch? 1988. 1988, the year, <gasps> the, the year of our Lord. The year that you graced us with your presence, Fletch. 1988, the year that just keeps on giving. It should be called 1980 Great. It because, should. Because it fucking is, guys. Ah, oh, best year. The blob. This And, and another thing that I enjoy is the, the shade of pinks and purples and neon in life, yeah? This film is just basically pink. It's a gooey pink film full of cameos of people from the Tattyverse, plucked from the Tattyverse. This is like, this was sent to us in a dream. I had a dream. It was Charles Band, the famous producer, and Larry Cohen, and they were going, do the blob, do the blob. Larry so, Cohen. Yeah, Larry Cohen. We watched that documentary, he's, he's got crumbs all over him. He grieved with me about The Shining being there. Not very good. Malachi doesn't like The Shining because of the- What? in the maze at the end. Yeah, The Shining. I'm not a fan of The Shining film. No. I'm sorry, guys. You're not I mean, sorry at all. Look at you. You just like tat. I mean, it's, it's okay to only like bad films. I mean, have you seen the Stephen King version? The TV that he did in, like, 97? It's a lot better. <laughs> it's not. It's not. But, no, I, I just don't... I think I had it ruined for me at college because I, when I was doing art history and film class and all that. Yeah. 
in real life. And they just hammered on about it. And I'm like, oh, this was fucking boring. And you can't see his breath. It's cold. Why do you put the breath in? Yeah. You just wanted to tell us about the moon landings. What? The moon landings? Yeah. Well, he did them as well, didn't he? Yeah, but that's what he was trying to tell us in The Shining. What, there's no breath on the moon? No, because do you not see the the jumper that the kid has? Well, it says that it's, it's all a space. Fake. No. <laughs> it's got the space shuttle on it. Right. The one that went to the moon. Yeah. But it didn't. Because Kubrick filmed it. What, and that's... that's In that's, The Shining! That's imparted via a jumper on a child, is it? Yes, like that, in, in The Shining, yeah. All right. Well, there you go. There's too many layers to it. I don't, I don't want to watch an onion of a film. <laughs> layers of layers of controversy. We Stephen didn't... King wrote it. Put Maximum Overdrive on. <laughs> watch... <laughs> Sleepwalkers. Yeah, watch Sleepwalkers about the uh, the incestuous cat werewolf people. Fucking hell, Sleepwalkers. What a film that is. Kitties. Kitties. Kitties save the day in that film. That's because cats are best. Cats are best. Cats have saved the day in quite a few films. Cats save the day in Critters as well, don't they? Oh, I like cats. I like Double Team. <laughs> Didn't Speak like that. Poor kitty. Speaking of animals, there's an, an, an animal of uh, nostalgia at the start of this film. The little, buh, 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 the winged horse, the Pegasus from the start of TriStar. That brings back so many memories of getting out videos as a kid. Little horse, buh, 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 triangle, TriStar. Love that. I loved it. So I gave that my own little love heart. I'm gonna have to, I don't know, get a new kind of love heart. I can't call it a love heart. Give it a- Why can't you call it a love heart? Call it a Malachi thumbs up. <laughs> thumbs up. You can't do thumbs up. Why? Because that's like Ebert and Siskel, isn't it? Oh, all right. I, I like the winged horse. I just like the winged horse. I just like the winged horse. Sif! Sif! I thought you were scared of horses. Oh, yeah, Mark. I uh, actually gave myself a mild concussion yesterday whilst... Uh, what were we watching? Yeah, we were watching cartoons and a scary horse came on <laughs> and I smashed my head on a radiator. You are a special kind of crazy. And then, so then I did it later on for another animal. It was another animal I got scared of. What did you get scared of? I can't remember. It was a very scary horse, Mark. It wasn't that scary. Oh, that's coming. You wouldn't let us watch the, sh the Australian shark film last night because it was too real. You said it's too real. I'd rather be in a pool with a horse than a shark. I'll have that put on the gravestone if you want, mate. Here lies Fletch. He'd rather be, <laughs> He'd rather be in a pool with a horse than a shark. Yes. Yeah. Well, you could take a horse to water, but you can't punch a shark in the face. Well, no, they're made of teeth. They'd their, their skin would bite you. The skin would bite you. The skin would bite Horses aren't made of teeth, but they do have big Are teeth. they made of hooves? They're made of hooves. Entirely made of hooves. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're like giant armadillos. Just like of, of hoof and man. Yeah. The cloven beast of cloven. burden. <laughs> it's made by the devil, and the devil's made of hooves. Apropos. Horses are made of hooves. I don't know. I've, I've had too much coffee. I know. You sh he's trembling. Right. Winged horse. Pew! Synth drone. 80s graphics. Pew! Neon from behind. Pew! A sleepy American town comes into view. There's it's signs all over the place saying, think about snow. Because this, guys, this is ski country here. Ski country in this little town. 
And uh, as all little towns in America, and as we know, everyone in America is obsessed with college football. So everyone in town is at the college football game. Touchdown for Paul Taylor. Paul Taylor, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he was a dancer in Electric Boogaloo. But break in. Yeah. Break into Electric Boogaloo. Break dance to Electric Boogaloo. We watched that because we were going to do it for the podcast, but there's hardly any words in it, so it's quite difficult because it'd be like, and then he goes dancing, and then another guy comes in and they all start dancing. And there's the fella from uh, The Blob. That's how it goes. He was also in The Dark Knight. Yeah. He's playing football. He fancies. Paul fancies a girl, Meg. The, the, uh, she's, she's good at cheerleading. She's up there with the cheerleaders. He wants to ask her out on a date. But his mate Scott is like, you're never going to ask her out on a date. He's like, yeah, yeah I'm going to ask her out tonight. And he's like, bullshit. No, no, you're not. He said, you have to wait for the timing to be right, because timing is everything. You get smashed through a table, ECW style, but in football terms. And then Meg comes over to see if he's all right, because he's got a terrible concussion. And he says, what are you doing tonight? Because timing is everything. So, you know, get knocked bandy, ask a girl out. She sees you at your worst when you concussed. Very endearing. Very endearing. Story for the grandkids. Story for the grandkids, yeah. Out in the woods in this quiet town, there's a cool kid in a leather jacket, smoking, a drinking, a brew. Absolutely. Definitely street. a street punk. It, right, here's something that I've noticed in many, many American films, right? Is it not illegal to ride a motorbike without a helmet in America? Because no fucker wears a helmet. Not in a movie, Mark, not when you're cool. That mullet basically acts as a helmet. He's got an aura of cool that would stop any rock. Yeah, people don't wear helmets in films because then you... You can't, see their, you can't see their beautiful Hollywood faces. So... <laughs> that doesn't mean that people shouldn't be abiding by the law. Right. He's wrong side of the tracks. Street punk doesn't wear a helmet. So yeah, there's a kid in the woods on a motorbike. He's a street punk with a powerful mullet. Puffy collars on his shirt. He's always smoking cigarettes. He's always drinking a brew and he's looking at a bridge. By the way, this is Kevin Dillon playing uh, Brian Flagg here. He played the Doors drummer in the Doors film. In the door, yeah. Yeah, yeah. John That's Dinsmore. cool. He was in Platoon. Who was he in Platoon? I can't remember. I've not written that down. But he was in it. He's in Entourage. Oh, God. Yeah. And he was in Delta Force with Chuck Norris. Oh, Delta Force. Yeah. So he's standing by a broken bridge and he's drinking his beer and he chucks his empty beer out. And he attempts, he's going to attempt to jump the bridge gap on his bike. He backs the bike up and he revs up and it cuts with the crowd ch chanting, Go! 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 Go sport! I think if he was going to do something really, really reckless on a motorbike, he'd wear a helmet even if it wasn't illegal. Mark! What? I'm a bit, I just, I just, it's silly. Wear a helmet. Look after yourself. It's a silly film, Mark. Stop getting stuck up on silly things like not pe people not wearing helmets. It's about a pink blob from space who absorbs people. <laughs> yeah, but we haven't seen that yet. Spoilers. He tries to jump it, but his bike cuts out and he, he fucking stacks it straight down the hole. And there's an old homeless fella, old timer, collecting cans. He picks up the can and he's like, <laughs> he's watching him. And they have a laugh. He gives him a little clap, a little sassy clap, because he fell in. And they smile together, because it's good times. It's a simple life. We're just... It's a kid trying to jump a jump a bridge. Old he was very lucky, really. He should have been wearing his helmet. Mm. In the town, in the diner. There's a diner because it's a quiet little town. That's what they have in these places. And the sheriff's in there. Sheriff Walking Dead is in there. Herb, Herb Geller. And he's, uh, he's chatting up the lady. 
he works there and he's like, oh, there's a band playing in town, a new country and western band playing in town. They're pretty damn good. I, I take it you like country music because, you know, look at where we are. <laughs> he says, Herb, are you asking me out? And he says, well, yeah, well, I kind of guess I am. That's what he says. <laughs> a little note saying, I get off at 11 and gives, it, gives him that on his check. So, you know, he took a gamble and it paid off. Well done, Walking Dead. Well he's done. In. He's in. He's in. He's in there. This film is very, very 80s because cigarettes are cool and cars are rectangular. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The town is now filling up with football folk because the game is over. They're all heading into the diner. Cool Brian, because he's cool, steps off the back of a truck. He's hitched a ride in. He's like, yeah, see you later. That's him tapping on the uh, this thing. But Sheriff, Sheriff Walking Dead spots him. He says, I could tell this boy's bad news because he's smoking a cigarette and he's got a leather jacket on and he's just like leaning against stuff, smouldering. So he drives up to him in his car and he says, congratulations, I hear you got a birthday coming up. He says, yeah, yeah, what about it, copper? He says, that means no more juvie hall. Man prison for you when you start, when you get more leather jacket shenanigans. We don't stand for it round in this town. So I see you around, flag. He drives off. I mean, he's just, he's just got a leather jacket on. It can't all be his fault. Yeah, he literally done nothing other than lean against a wall. Yeah. His only crime is just looking really sassy. Yeah, he looks cooler than everybody else. And he, he's, he, he was in the doors, for Christ's sake. End of summer. Winter is coming. That's from. Is that a, that's a thing, isn't it? I've seen loads of people. I've seen loads of people down the real ale centres with that on a t-shirt. Winter is coming. What's that? It's from a really overrated it, TV show. It? It's from Game of Thrones. All right. Moss. Moss's garage. Brian goes in to see his mate Moss. The local garage. He's like, I need to borrow some tools. Me, me bike's broken down. Up in that, I was trying to jump the ditch again, and he's like, kids. Kids in this little sleepy town. Will they ever stop trying to jump that ditch? <laughs> um, yeah, but you gotta have a. You, he's like, what are you up to? You look pretty busy. I'm just fixing this massive snow machine here and sorting out the jet skis because remember, this is ski town. He's like, ski town? This hasn't been ski town for ages. It's not snowed. It like, it just get a little piddly bit of snow for the last couple of years. And he's like, it's, it's gonna snow this year. You gotta have faith. And he gets a few. Sorry, I got excited. I like George Michael. He gets some beers from the cooler. From the cooler! And they uh, yeah, they chat and he says, yeah, borrow them, borrow them, you little scamp. There's 12 bits in there. There better be 12 bits when I get it back. He's like, I owe you one. He says, oh, you owe me more than one, scampy young lad, whippersnapper boy. Now get and fix your bike up the woods. Small town life. Like a whole genre of film. It is, yeah. Sleepy. What, what, what's this film like? It's, it's a very sleepy town. Nightfall in the sleepy town and up in the woods, the old timer and his dog are crushing cans with a big metal foot by the fireside. He lives in a shack adorned with the hubcaps of many cars in the night sky. A pink comet Shoo! shooting through the night like a what, pink comet. <laughs> it crashes in the yeah. woods. And the old timer, the old timer kept takes off his his foot stomping boot. Your similes are so amazing. There's <laughs> a pink comet shooting through the sky like a pink comet. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he picks up his axe, and him and the dog go to investigate. The dog don't want to have anything. To, he's like, no. The dog's going, leave it, leave it, old timer. He's like, no, I'm gonna have a look at that. 
Meanwhile, in the chemist, Paul Taylor and Cool Scott, his buddy, they need condoms in case of, you know, in case he gets lucky tonight. Sensible kids, though. They don't oh, yeah, get sensible. condoms, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the reality is everybody has a kind of a story about how they were embarrassed the first time they bought condoms because it's embarrassing, isn't it? And, and I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Creepy Reverend turns up and he says to Scott, I'm not used to seeing you in church lately. You want to pop in and have a look? And he's like, all right. And you go, oh, what, what, what are you doing in here? Chemist comes back, packet of condoms, and he says, excuse me, Vicar, which ones do you want, Scott? Wah, 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 wah. And he says, ribbed. He says, oh, they're not for me. They're, they're for that guy over there. He's, uh, he's going to meet a girl tonight, and he's like, he knows that it's on the cards, so he needs to be safe. And the chemist guy, that's like, that's the, he's like a dog. That boy needs to be hosed down. Who is he? Who is that guy? Oh, I hope I never see him again. Who's the chemist? The chemist? Yeah. He, he was in, what was he in? I recognised him. I recognised him from a few things, but I can't put my finger on what, it was on what he was in. He said that earlier when we were watching it, but I'm not sure. He's the man yeah. who in Zone Troopers. The man who punches Hitler in Zone Troopers, yeah. The film when they find a goblin in the woods during the war. Yeah. Yeah, little hairy goblin, man. Oh. Oh, we should do that. I bet he's been in, like, way bigger stuff than that, but I'm just like, Zone Troopers. Yeah, 1985, Zone Troopers. Punches Hitler in the face. Yeah. The, the fact that your go-to is Zone Troopers. Yeah, it's good stuff, mate. It's a good film. They beat Hitler with a tiny goblin from the sky. Good. I mean, that's, I think that's what actually happened. Some plucky young heroes. I think that's what my granddad told me actually happened. I think he might have been a Zone Trooper. Some GIs. So terrible social faux pas, as Mark says, everyone's been in this situation at some point. But he blags it, he, he, you know, he blames, blames his mate, and the chemist is disgusted. Up in the woods, Old Timer and the dog have found a crater, a crater that is billowing thick pink fog. The thick pink fog from the skies. They investigate the alien neon pit. Yeah. Fire surrounds the pink asteroid. He looks over at it and it splits and it's full of pink goo. Dog and man recoil in horror. <gasps> I can't do a dog recoiling in horror. I can do a man. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well done, Mark. He pokes Thanks. it with a stick. You fucking idiot. Don't poke it with a stick. Rule number one. Alien flotsam. Don't poke it with a stick. He pokes it with a stick and you can see it in the dog's face. He's like, don't do it, mate. If I saw some alien flossum, I would poke it with a stick immediately. Well, you probably- Most people would, but it's not wise. No, because he pokes it with a stick and he holds it right by his face. He's like, oh, what is it? And then it, it flies up him and it starts chomping his hand and it goes, ah! Cut to a kid chomping down jelly like a little piggy. <laughs> nice little cut, that, wasn't it? I hate jelly. You hate jelly? Yeah, I don't like jelly. What? I like jelly. I never liked the combination of jelly and ice cream as a kid. Oh, I it's did. Like, did you? It, mm. It's the same to me as scrambled eggs and beans. They shouldn't mix. You should never put an egg on a bean, anywhere near a bean. An egg on a bean? Never, never. It's like Alan Partridge says, you need a sausage or something as a barrier between the bean and the egg. That's just, that's breakfast science in a nutshell. Because Alan Partridge is the philosopher that we need. I it's when... the consistency. One's one's creamy, one's gelatinous. Yeah, I always remember when like Confusing on the I palate. used to go to birthday parties when I was a kid. They'd give you a little bowl of a jelly, and I used to hate it. And I used to have to just sit there with this bowl of jelly in my hand. 
I was a bitter child. I know you were. You're still quite citrus now. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're a bitter man. I don't, I don't what's changed? Back here, in your steampunk glasses, you look like an extra from the crow. You look like a street punk. Do you know who you look like in them glasses? No. You look like the baddie in Moonwalker. Joe Pesci was the baddie in Moonwalker. Joe Pesci, and he had like a screw-down hairdo, and he was giving drugs to kids, and Michael Jackson turned into a car and stopped him. Do you not remember? Moonwalker. Don't you like my glasses? I'm not saying that, but you look like a, a drug-peddling criminal. But Kevin, yeah, little little bastards eating jelly. These kids are fucking arseholes. I hate these little kids. I hate them children. I hate them. I hate them. I, I fucking hate them children. Straight from the get-go. I they're hate like, all children. They're going out. This is like they, they're going to blag it, go to the cinema to watch uh, Garden Garden Tool Massacre. And then mum's like, hang on a minute, what's what's all this about? And the kid says, it's your mum, it's your basic slice and dice. Guy in a hockey mask, chopping up teenagers. He says, don't worry about it. There's nothing bad in it, like sex. But it has got a load of violence in it. Which was kind of the actual attitude of the 80s when you think about it. It's, I think that's what saying, yeah. Yeah, and it's skewed as far as I'm concerned. But yeah. that's very much reflective of the time, I think. And, you know, I'd made in my notes, like, lol references, like headphones and the fashion and the hairdos. They were all really 80s and they made me smile. But now you've said that, that is actually very much more kind of indicative of the time mm. as well you know it's ah uh, i was just enjoying <laughs> bad hairdos and fabulous headphones on cassette tape players and shit like that kev's mum says you're not watching that that sounds horrible she says we can't let kids in there how are you going to get in and and the other kid eddie the little bastard with the headphones on yellow top eddie he's like one of my brothers he works there do you know who his brother is Who's his brother, Fletch? Alan Frog. Alan Frog from Lost Boys. Cameo! Bam, bang! Still not yeah. seen Lost Boys. Oh, Mark, I can... we need to we need to send it. I've not seen Lost Boys. You've not seen it. I've got a sp I've actually got a spare copy now, so I'll send you one. Should we do Lost Boys, or is that not tap? We're actually going to do Lost, Lost Boys, Boys too. Lost Boys is the ultimate street punk. Yes, yeah, the ultimate street punk film. Vampire I... street punks. So yeah, we were going to do the second one. Okay, but okay. I need to see the first one first. Oh, yeah, I'll send it to you in the post. Safe. Yeah, so Kevin, Kevin's mum's like, you're not going to that film, it's disgusting, you pair of little, pair of little reprobates. Eat your jelly. Gobble that jelly up. You're children, you can't go and watch massacres. Turns out, this is Meg's house. That's Meg's little brother, that's Meg's mum. Meg the cheerleader, love interest from the start. Yeah. Mum's ruined her sweater, and Meg's like, oh, all right, so it doesn't really matter, mum. Mum says, do you want to borrow mine? And she says, yeah, is that okay? In real life, like, I have a teenage daughter. That would be the end of the world. If her mum had destroyed a jumper and then lent her one of hers, probably, it wouldn't go down well with a normal teenager. But that, this is small town America, isn't it? Everything's apple pie and fine. White picket fences. Yeah. I mean, no blobs are going to come here. Nothing ever happens in this sleepy town. Then Paul turns up at the house. Everyone's meeting all the cast in one space. It's a little bit like Pulp Fiction, this bit. Oh yeah, it's just like Pulp Fiction. So uh, he comes, she, he comes up to pick Meg up, and she's like, "Oh, do you want to meet me, Dad? My Dad's in here, concealing his face with the newspaper. Come and meet him. It's just what I do when I bring people round." He says, "Oh, Dad, meet my new friend Paul." He pulls down the newspaper. Who is it, guys? It's the Zone Trooper. It's the man who punched Hitler. It's the chemist. The chemist, yeah, and he goes, ribbed, <laughs> ribbed. 
That hurts a massive love heart from me. I laughed out loud and scared the cat because I, it was just wonderful. That was a great line. And it was it's one word. That bit, isn't it? It's very faulty towers, but it's good. Farcical, farcical fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sexy leathery Brian is up in the is up in the woods fixing his bike in the dark, and he hears noises. He's like, "What's that?" So he, he uses his bike as a big big torch. Mm. He can't see anything, so he carries on noodling with his bike. Ooh, great googly man! It's a scary old man. I don't know about scary old man. You just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Comes out with his big wobbly hand. He's like, <laughs> and he tries to hack his own hand off. <laughs> the bot, but the blob, he, he just goes further up his arm, like like fucking like the Mercury metal of the T1000. <laughs> but it's blob, and he just like he looks at he looks Brian in the face and then just runs off into the woods. Go <laughs> with his <laughs> with his wobbly hand. Brian's like, oh shit, I better go and see if he's all right. He looks a bit. He looks a bit upset. He looks a bit, <laughs> a bit peaky, he did. And remember, they had shared that moment That's when it. he fell off his bike when he wasn't wearing a helmet. The bloke came over to check whether he hit his head. Yeah, Bronod. He had, he had a little Bronod at the foot start of the film, so now he has to sort him out. But fog, 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 pink Huey fog, a mist spreads across the night. Megan Paul in their car. Yeah. And, he's, and she's like, sorry about my dad with the embarrassing condom situation back there. And he's like, well, no harm done, do you know what I mean? The worst things could happen. He says, you're wrong there. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you something. Scott's going to die tonight for that. He just thinks that he's just bad. He don't want him dead. He don't really want him dead. He's not wishing the man dead. Old timer runs out. Bam! He's like, oh, who's that? who's that silly old goose out there in the car? Run outside. He's rolling around on the floor going, oh, yeah, with Mr. Wobbly Hand on the floor. <laughs> Mr. Blobby Hand. Thrashing around. And then, um, obviously, Brian comes out of the woods and they go, oh, you hit, you hit that guy with the car. He's like, why are you chasing him, street punk? This is clearly your fault. Get in the, we'll take him to the hospital, but this is clearly your fault. There's going to be a lot of explaining to do. Get in the car. And he's like, yeah, we'll get in the car because you're only going to try and blame me for this so that you don't have to pay the insurance for your daddy. And they get in the car, and when they get in, the, get the old the old timer in the back of the car, he goes, "He came from the skies." <laughs> They're like, "What's he saying?" And go, "He's gone mad. He's gone mad with fear." No one's looking at his no hand. No one's looking at his hand. His hand's got a fucking blob on it. Whenever Brian says he's got some kind of corrosive shit on him, and they go, "Get off of that street punk!" I can see your leather jacket. I know you're no good. I'm surprised you've got sleeves off for Christ's sake. So yeah, he says it fell from the sky. And they take him to hospital. They get to the hospital, and this is where it, the first part of the film where you realise in this film, adults hate teenagers. They've got no time for teenagers whatsoever. She goes into, they go into the hospital, and she's like, Oh my God, this guy's got a wobbly hand. We need to sort him out. We've hit him with a car. And she's like, uh, Just a minute. I've got some filing to do. She does that, and then goes, Yeah, what's the problem? Old man here been hit with the car, gooey hand, big gooey pink thing on his hand, and she goes, oh, has he got any insurance? Brian's like, I don't believe this shit. But they admit the old man anyway. They take him in and say, look, you're going to have to fill in the forms of the insurance. Brian don't fill in forms. He's like, look, forms, if you, know, if you need me, you know where I am. And he wanders off into the night. Still no one's looked at his hand. Still nobody's looked at his wobbly hand. Don't be scared. No one's looking at his hand. Well, that's... 
Megan and Paul, they're, they're not listening to them. They're not listening because they're kids, Fletch. So they stay there. Paul's going through, he's doing the insurance and he says, oh, I bet you've had better first dates than this. He's like, it's all right. I mean, we didn't mean to it, the old fella, but we've got to sort it out. He says, I'll get you a can of Coke from one of the convenient Coke, Coke machines that seem to be on all the films that we do on Tack Club now. <laughs> I mean, we do like Coca-Cola on Super Tack Film Club and we would be, we would welcome a sponsorship deal from Coca-Cola because well, it is the real thing. We are actually both drinking Coca-Cola products at the moment and I'm not even uh, gimmicking that, Mark. I am drinking... I am too. A cool, refreshing Fanta. And what's that you've got there, Fletch? I've got Diet Coke. You've got Diet... Is it... How... What's the temperature? It's, it's really cold. It's really... It hurt his hand. It was too cold. It was too refreshing that it hurt his hands. <laughs> I'm not actually on the Fizzy Vimto today. I am on the Coca-Cola. Well, there we go. Yeah. That's because... We we love Coca Cola here on Super Tap Film Club, and mm. we would be definitely interested in a sponsorship deal from Coca Cola. Oh, the, the sacred space milk from the skies. It, it, it's the real thing. It is the real thing. This is so it. Paul, Paul goes to get a cool, refreshing can of soda for Meg. He's like, "You sit there with your magazine. I'll go and get you a soda." While he's walking along, pink neon. I love the hue of this film. Everything's pink and blue and purple and neon and he's walking through the neon abandoned hospital it's a bit like the baby hospital from the other week there's nobody in it but tons of babies they haven't looked at the old man's hand they just put him under a blanket and left him in a room and uh no put, one just yeah look, don't, don't no even look at it it's really stressing me out don't worry about it fletch it's okay he's in the hospital he's in the best place no one looked at his hand paul looks he's like oh my god he looks peaky i'll get the doctor he goes into the office the doctor's with someone he's like the old man he's like home again Bloody kids, I am with he, someone. He starts, like, he's all his neck starts swelling up. He's got zombie eyes. Yeah. Fat neck zombie eye, man. So he goes into the doctor and he's like, you need to come and help me out. Did you recognise the doctor, Mark? No. The doctor was the creepy, pervy guy in cheerleader camp. The groundskeeper. Oh, grief. And... I've tried to block that out of my mind. Well, what about... He's actually a razorhead. Holy fuck. Yeah. Oh. That was, I could hear the explosion and that was like Mark's, Mark's mind was blown. But yeah, he's a razorhead. Fuck me. I told you that it was littered with tat superstars this film, didn't I? A razorhead isn't tat. Dancing man in a radiator. But it is art. Big globs coming from the sky. Tat is art. Tat is art. Tat is art, I agree. Oh, he was also in the video for, um, Institutionalized by suicidal tendencies. Is he one? Is he the parent? He's the parent. Yeah, and he's in, in tons of days. My best interest. Yeah. Do you know what? That's him. Do you know what? They should have institutionalized him. Yeah. Because all he wanted was a Pepsi. Yeah. Oh, no, I wanted was a Pepsi. <laughs> he should have had a Coke, shouldn't oh, he? I think there's some people out there will get that reference. It's a niche reference, and for you, that's that's for you guys. That's for I you. didn't get he's it. He's in Ghoulies. He's the caretaker in Ghoulies. Can we do Ghoulies? I've not seen it. Have you not? No. Ghoulies 2 was, in fact, on Bad Taste last week. So uh, go check out Bad Taste video for, if you want your bit of Ghoulies. <laughs> um, yeah, we can do the first one. He was in June. He was in June. Yeah. He was I'm in Blue Velvet. June isn't tat. He was in Blue Lynchian. He's in Blue Velvet. He was in Lost Highway. He was in Wild at Heart. He was in all the series. I series I series 
of Twin Peaks. And he was also in a film that you've been talking about recently in your Terminator rip-off things, The Demolitionist. Yeah, so he goes from art to tat, ghoulies back to, back to Lynch. What a man. What a man. Well done. I agree. So he says, is this the guy with the hand injury? And he's like, oh, yes, now, now you know there's something wrong with him. And he, he looks a bit peaky, big bulldog, bull, bullfrog neck, zombie eyes. So he pulls the blanket back. Ah! Half of him is he's, he's dissolved. He's merely half the man he used to be, literally. The rest of him's just like a big pink gooey jam in the bed. Like, <laughs> head recoils in horror. There's a lot of good recoiling in horror in this film. I love it. So Paul runs he runs into an office, he picks up the phone to call the police. He phones the sheriff and he goes, uh, he goes, the old man has been killed down in the hospital behind Paul. Sneaky blob crawls up the wall behind him, shuts the door. Stealth blob. And he's like, what's that? Okay. He's on the phone, he's going, Who, what's happened? He's like, well, Meg's here, Brian was here, leather jacket, Brian. And the police is like, I fucking bet Brian's on this. He's going, yeah, I, I bet, bet he's cut that old man in half. So while he's on the phone, Plip. It's like, what's that Plip you're not going to hear? Plip. There's another Plip hiss. Plip, Plip hiss. It's like alien blood, yeah. isn't it? Plip, 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 Plip hiss. He looks up, the blob jumps down on him from above, like a big pink quilt of death. And surrounds him and makes him. Envelops him. I like the word envelop. It's really good. The thing about yeah, envelop pretty- is that it's a word, right? That I love so much that this film made me think of that word. Therefore, I gave it a love heart. Envelop. Envelop. There you go. The special effects are amazing when Paul is getting enveloped, getting eaten. He's a big pink screaming mess. Meg goes, Paul! And he just, he's got like, face like that. And he's reaching out. Oh. He reaches out with his one good arm. So Meg grabs onto it and it just blips off. And she, she hits the wall and faints. And then his arm's just on the floor twitching. It's so gross. Because it, was great. it doesn't, it just kind of tapers, tapers off. off. It, it, do you know what it looks like? When you bite off a, like a wham bar. Yeah. And it just, you get that draggy bit of caramel. <laughs> Yes, it does. But and he's still twitching. And she passes out. She's too much. The pink madness. She gets the pink madness. She gets the goo. That is definitely a bad first date. Yeah, terrible. I mean, it was bad filling out insurance forms for an old old fella you knocked over the car. Now your boyfriend's melted and he clicked his arm off. How he wouldn't he wouldn't like that if that happened on a blind date, would you? With You've had a Laura Laura laughs. You're a lovely girl and a lovely fella. No, it would have, it, that, that's not what she'd have said. She, she'd have been mortified at Scylla, wouldn't she? She would, she'd hate that. What's the one with Paddy McGuinness on it now? Uh, the one with the lights. I don't know, I can't remember what it's called. Naked Attraction? No, that's the one where you look at wangs. I know. Yeah. There's two TV shows that baffle my American friends when they stay over here. One of them is Naked Attraction because they're like, what the fuck is this? It's just a load of wangs on the telly. And the other one is Box because they're like, what the fuck is this? This is people watching telly. Yeah, so that's two British programs that totally fox my American friends and I love it every time. Like, Reg was like, is this on fucking TV, man? Yeah. <laughs> fuck it, I can see this guy schlong here. Which one's the best, Reg? Which one's the best? You gotta pick the best one. Do you know what? Naked Attraction. Is brutal. It is, yeah. It is. Because they get rejected, have to just stand there. Yeah, with their little winkies out. Yeah. Little sandwiches. I don't understand why, if you haven't got a fucking magnificent cock, why the hell you'd go on naked attraction? 
I'd get nervous and pop a boner or something. Oh, God. They must well, have to cut stuff where they pop boners. Go, uh, number two, step away, number two. You're, you're you're erect. You're erect. <laughs> you're half chub. This is not allowed. You are half chubbing, my friend. Well, you'd want to. The only chub we have here are in the pond, mate. Get rid of it. The cops arrive. One of them. Speaking of cops, did you see who one of the cops was, guys? Go another tap cameo picked from the universe. A classic street punk. A classic street punk, Mark. Did you notice who it was this no. time on the other side of the law? It's Emil from RoboCop. Yeah, guy that melts. The <laughs> river doth runneth, Malachi yeah. J. Matthews. Ironically, doesn't melt in this one. Maybe he's like, I've, I've had enough of melting. I'll do it if I don't melt. I, I melted in Robocop a couple of weeks ago. There's quite a lot yeah. of meltiness in this film. You'd think that he'd probably melt. He probably well, but Maybe he didn't want to become typecast as melting. Oh, the melting. The melting bloke. Melting, melting man. Melting Martin, whatever his mm. name is. So yeah, Meg's parents turn up, and nobody believes a fucking totter the the words. So you just think they think it's waffle about the space goop. You just you go there, yeah, shut up. What about this? The man's dissolved. They go, well, Sheriff Walking Dead goes. I'm definitely going to get who's in this. Emil from RoboCop goes. Oh, I think I've caught him. It's it's uh, Cool Brian, the street punk. We've got him. We've got him in custody. He's clearly dissolved these men. He's clearly done it. It's his fault. And they cart him away to prison in the back of a car. <laughs> Out in the woods. His only crime. His only crime. Was being a street. Yeah, he was just having, you know. They said, like, we saw him in a leather jacket, smoking. So then we arrested him. Next to a crime. So that's it. He's, he's gone. Out in the woods, Scott is getting it on with a girl in a car. Again. We're going to say it again. Mark, did you recognise the girl in this scene? For fuck's sake. Come on, hit me with it. Erica Elaniak from Baywatch, ladies and gentlemen. No way. That's who that girl is, yeah. So she's in a she's in a car with Scott drinking cocktails, and Scott's got a cocktail bar in the boot of the car. He's even got a little mixer. Here's the thing with Scott, right? I put cool boot, love heart, and then oh wait, douchey boot. Because he's basically got date rape drugs in there. What a what a creepy cunt that guy is. He's got a big douche boot with a basketball. Yeah, if it was just like a, a, a cocktail bar boot, that would have been cool. And I felt I felt like it had soiled my love heart when it ended up being a douchey boot. It was a douchey boot. How did the bottles stay stood up? Yeah, he's driving. Not clanking about. Did the girls go? What's all that clanking? He's like, turn the Bruce Springsteen up. <laughs> I can't. I can't hear it. Put some wasp on. Put some I love wasp. wasp. So yeah, it goes out to uh, Erica, pissed. She shouldn't be out now. She's like, I've had enough. Oh, by the way, she says, oh, is that the hospital over there? Are we near the hospital? She, he says, yeah, but don't worry about that. I'll get you a drink. She, she falls asleep because she's pissed. He gets back in the car after fixing the cocktail, but out in the rustling around like a little critter, blobs eye view from the ground, goes to the open door. He gets back in the car. Erica's asleep, so he's like, I'm going to be a douchebag now. And he tries to touch her on the boob, but he gets karma, boob karma, unwanted boob touching karma. And the, the blob grabs him with his pink tendrils. And he looks up at Erica and her face just deflates like a sad balloon, like blah, blah, blah. and all her eyes just bleed. And yeah, she, he gets eaten by the blob, consumed that, in a car. Brilliant. That was quick fire love hearts because the, the, the death of Baywatch Girl 
was brilliant. The kind of balloon shrivel head was brilliant. And then the rapey guy got killed. Excellent. Yeah. Good stuff. That's what I say. It's always Fire. Love hearts. It felt it felt it felt good after my previous love heart was soiled by the douchey boot. Right, talking about the blob itself. You know that stuff that you buy to, to like clean inside crevices of your computer keyboard? Right. Did you think it looked like one of them? Yeah, it, it looked... I don't know. I, it, like, you know the goo that you have to clean your keyboard? That's what I'm talking about. I've got some upstairs. I and I actually paused the film to go upstairs and look at it and smush it around. I was like, yeah, that's what it is. That's the same sort of thing. Yeah. It looks like one of them. Um, it was actually one of them sticky things you get as a kid, and yeah. they'd end up just covered in covered blood. in hair because you drop it on the floor. Covered in hair and carpet. Yeah, yeah, similar thing. Yeah, yeah, and well, that, yeah. that eventually happens to your keyboard cleaner stuff because it does its job well and pulls all the cat hair and crumbs and shit out of your keyboard, and um, then it's obviously got nowhere to go, so it's kind of icky. yeah, the blob's minging. Mm. Yeah. So all the adults in this town think Cole Bryan is responsible for the pink madness. I don't know why, but they've got him handcuffed up. And um... the cop has stood there and he's like, I knew it'd only be a matter of time. Yeah. I knew he'd do something like this. Like, no, what? Nobody believes a hobo. Yeah, nobody believes her at all. She goes out and she's like, You believe me, don't you, Mum? And she's like, uh, No, here's a sleeping pill. Fuck off to bed. You're bonkers. You're talking about pink stuff coming back from the sky. It's clear, it could be sorted out by the morning. It's that street punk Brian. He's done this. He's, he's melted. He's melted people. your boyfriend. You didn't clip anyone's arm off. It was a dream. But yeah, she refuses to take the sleeping tablet. She sneaks out the window. Gone. Teenager. Into the night. Tear away. The blob is getting bigger, guys. It's squirming its way into town, into the pipes. It looks like the ooze from Ghostbusters 2. It's very similar. Do you think it's the same guy that played the using Ghostbuster 2 that played the blob in this? The River of Slime? Yeah. Yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> yeah. Emil, so Robocop and Walking Dead, they've got they've got Brian handcuffed in the office and uh, Emil shouting in his face going, you need to wise up! And he gets right in his face, right in his face. And he says, what are you going to do about it? And Brian licks him and gives him a little kiss. <laughs> Emil's furious. He's like, he can't cope with the sass. And the sheriff goes, look, look, Emil, we're going to have to turn him loose. There's not a drop of pink goo on him. There's no blood on him. I don't think he did it. No evidence. And he's like, oh, God, I think it was him. And he's like, look, calm down. You're not a street punk in this one. You're a policeman. You've got to do what we, you've got to pass the law. We've got work to do. We've got to find out who the real killer is out there. Set him free. He's not happy. He's a prick. He's a right prick. Brian struts out of the station, cool as fuck, like the fine strut of Travolta. With the case of Saturday Night Fever, he's a cool motherfucker. I do like the way Brian deals with the cunty cop. Yeah, he just gives him a kiss and fucks off. He licks it. Licks his face. Yeah, um, exactly right. I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was exactly how I'd have dealt well, it isn't. It's exactly how I would like to be cool enough to deal with a cunt like that. Get a leather jacket, mate. I did that once. What, licked a police officer? It wasn't It wasn't a police officer. It was this bloke in um, a club. You licked a bloke in a club? That's nothing like this. It is, because he was, he was starting on me, and I licked his face. I mean, I mean, I've licked a bloke in a club, but it was more consensual than that. Meg pulls up in a VW Beetle. She's like, I need to talk to you, cool Brian. And he's too busy strutting. He's like, fuck you, I'm strutting. 
and keeps on strutting. She gets, she stops the car and she's like, look, I need your help. I've come down to pay your bail. And he's like, I'm already, thanks for the thought. She but, bought a credit but, card. But I'm already out and they don't accept credit cards. You, you, you crazy suburban, crazy kid. He she's, is so sassy. He has just got all the sass. He says, look, I'm really sorry that your boyfriend melted and you plipped his arm off. But to be honest, I'm really hungry and tired and I can't be asked to talk to you. And he just fucks off to the diner. No one's taking this seriously yeah. enough. No. That's what stresses me out about it. No yeah. one takes it seriously enough. Well, she goes like, oh, nobody believes me about what happened tonight. And he says, yeah, all that saw was an old man with a funky hand. Yeah, and that's what killed everyone in the hospital. And he's like, is it? I didn't see that. I'll go for a sandwich. I think I'm still stressed out from that film we watched last night. So now every film every is stressful, stressful to me now. He shares a sandwich and a laugh with the new love interest in the bar. And says, look, I did my one taking the piss. You know, I'm not a bad guy. I've just got a leather jacket. That's just the way it goes. I mean, think of Meatloaf. He's not a bad man. But he goes around meatloafing on a big, with a big jacket on. How many cows do you think had to die for that uh, giant leather jacket that they've got on Meatloaf? I don't know. Too many. The sheriff is worried about what's happening in his sleepy town. He's like, it's all gone mad. What is this pink madness? And then he looks at the note and he's like, oh shit. She's off at 11, I better go to the diner to check everything's okay because I'm getting worried about people in my town. Maybe I should be worried. I'm just gonna have a little... Ooh. A little glass of refreshing Fanta from the Coca-Cola company, I believe. Mm. It's a good year. It's a 2020. Uh, drink before 2020. Yeah, it's a good year. So 2020 is not a good year. It's good year for Phantom Bab. Focused on the good things. You're like, you're like uh, Conor McLeod in Highlander and he's like, Brandy. Yeah. This but, was a very good year. But it's Fanta. The right buffers. Yeah. <laughs> you're talking about a fucking... Talking about a good year for Fanta. Yeah. Do you remember when they accidentally put the Fanta in the Coke all together in one thing? and they fucked it, it was too late, and they had to sell it as orange coke, and it tasted like dishwater. I quite liked that. Oh, it was, duh. Well, I don't like any, don't mess with the coke. I just like a normal, cool, refreshing Coca-Cola. Like, the, don't spoil what's already the best. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't want mango in it. I just want cool American thirst-quenching goodness. Back at the diner, Fran, she clears away the plate. She's like, oh, you, you little gannet. You can tell you've been out punking. You've, you've gobbled that sandwich right down. She goes into the kitchen to clear away the plates with George, the guy with the hairnet, your typical sort of diner chef. They're having problems with this sink. It's been backed up all day. She goes over, plunging it. That's, a, that's not a plunging noise. That's a monkey noise. Don't do that. No, all right. She goes down, plunging it. Plunge, plunge, plunge. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> I don't I think people understand. Yeah. Or she plunges the sink and it goes good, Can do that one. Can do a sink. I can do a sink, I just can't do the plunger. Do a good sink. Do a good sink, yeah. She's like the chef comes over and he's like, oh right, come come away, come away, babe. I'll have a go at that. I'll, I'll give it a bit of uh, chef beef. And he comes out and he's he beef, he's sleepless for Jesus. He is, yeah. So she he goes, Oh, thanks, George. I'll go and clear away the rest of the plates. I'll leave you with this. He goes, Yeah, yeah, I'll sort it out. Plunging. He's plunging hard, really hard. Like, ooh, his big beefy chef fans. He's like, this is doing no good. He takes it off and he's like, I said, gurgle. Like that. 
So he's like, I'll tell you what I'll do, lads. Do you know what will be good? I'll whack my arm straight down there. Put the hand in there. Put your hand in there. Pull it out. He pulls it out. He's like, what's this? It's like a big, it's like a big pink bogey. It's, it's like a combination between a bogey and a prawn. I'm not, I'm not keen on it. What is it? While he's examining it, ex- while, he's like, while he's looking at it. Whilst he's examining it. While he's examining it real good. Like, real good looking at it hard. What happens? He gets sucked down the drain hole. Yeah, big fucking... And it was excellent. Yeah, sucked down the he drain hole. Just... <laughs> it was wonderful. Yeah, he's like a piece of Play-Doh going through one of these shape things. Yeah, straight down the hole. Have I never seen that before in anything else? Because since I've started doing Super Tap Film Club, there are certain deaths that you keep seeing. Like, is it later on in this film where they kind of do the half-body smash split thing that they did in... Fuck knows. Uh, yeah, Two or yeah. three other films. But it, it I haven't could... seen this one before. No, no. He gets sucked down and he's trying. I like the fact that one of his shoes comes off. And then he's I... just got like two his, his feet are just wobbling around. <laughs> I like that she runs into the room and it's like his feet are up and one of his arms is up. So yeah. So he's like he's just been bashed down yeah. into any home. Yeah, so she runs in screaming. He's just been stamped down the foot off. Yeah, Fran runs in and does her best, like, horror film scream with hands all around the face. And then the fucking sink explodes and the blob just jumps into the ceiling and starts smashing the room up with its gooey tendrils. Chaos climbs up the walls and the kids hide in the freezer and it's just smashing stuff up outside. They hide in the freezer. Furious blob, man. Yeah, but they find out, they, they notice that the blob, he hates the cold. Bingo! Is Achilles heel? Is the cold? Oh, yeah, because it tries to get in the Tries train. to get in, he's like, ooh, it's a bit cold, not going in there. Ooh. No, no. Okay, that's, that's what I'm like. Yeah. Fran, I'm going to that with a cold. I, I, I'd rather just not go and do something if it involves being cold. I wouldn't go in the freezer. But they they were better off, though, guys, because Fran thought this, and she made a run for it. They should lock him in the freezer like the uh, butler at Tomb Raider. Fran doesn't make the decision to go to the freezer. She makes a run for it. She's out of the window, bosh, into an alley, scaring a cat in the process. She's stumbling around. She's like, phone box. I need to call for help. She's stumbling in there. She's going to call the sheriff because he gave her the number, remember, and said, if you ever needed any help, any danger in this quiet, quiet, sleepy town, give me a ring. Meanwhile, the kids are still hiding out in the freezer. Brian gives Meg his leather jacket and promises to get her out of here because he's a punk, but he's a hero at heart. That leather jacket is just like a hard leather skin deflecting the world. That's what it is. Inside, it's, it's like armor. Inside, it's like a little cream egg of love. Do you know what I mean? Little love egg. Little love egg. Little love egg. Have you ever have you ever had a little love egg inside you? I've had one in my le- <laughs> what <laughs> leather jacket. I was going to say I've one in my leather jacket. I've never had a le- love egg inside me. No, Mark. Yeah, you. No. I actually um, haven't. She's dialing furiously. She's like, oh, oh, God, I need to get to the police. But it's a slow old dickety dickety, dickety dickety, dickety dickety phone with the dials. They're so impractical in an emergency. Really impractical, especially because you have to go nine, which is all the way there, and then all the way back round again. They should just have a big punchy button for when the blob comes, because she'd be alive now. Anyway, she sees Pin. <laughs> I'm sure there's a. I'm sure that the term isn't dickety dickety. There's got to be like a proper term for that kind of telephone. What's called a rotary phone? It's a dickety dickety rotary phone. Rotary, I mean? yes. Anyway, she's in there. 
pink panic. It starts dripping down the side. She's like, oh shit. She's like, where's where's the policeman? Where's Walking Dead? She's like, oh, she, she come see you at the diner. Are you not at the diner? And she says, it's a bit bloody, it's terrible here. Terrible. And then it goes dead, phone goes dead. Beep, 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 beep. Where is the sheriff? The sheriff is smushed up against the glass. Oh, God, he's there. <laughs> he's there. He's already dead. He's been absorbed by the blob. And then the blob absorbs the phone box. And then the pressure of the blob just squashes the woman. And she just flops around inside it, dead, oh. full of glass and goo. What a dear. Phone Quick boxing. succession, split. cool deaths. Very good stuff. I did enjoy that's, this film. That's what I thought about this film. The first half an hour is just like normal and then the end is just everyone exploding <laughs> everyone you've just met now dies which is a good way to do a film i think meg and brian open the freezer but the blob has gone to absorb more town townsfolk elsewhere hopefully it's gone but it's in the diner and the, it's, it's not in the diner but the diner is fucked it smashed everything to bits brian accidentally attacks some jam on the way out and he says at least i killed the strawberry jam which is not helping anyone brian if anything, you're blunt in a blade. But you can't stab a blob. Think on. What's that hook going to do at the end of the day? Well, you could put... A... No, you can't, no you, can't. you can't stab the blob. You put it in the fridge so it hardens. Well, if you put it in the fridge, it wouldn't go all the way frozen, would it? It'd just get a little bit sluggish, I think, if you put it in the fridge. It'd be like if you put us in a, in a sauna. It's the opposite. So you put it in the fridge, it'd be like, oh, it's a bit chilly. Not in the freezer where it's like, <clears throat> it's frozen. Maybe that's why we have ice cream with jelly. Don't have ice cream with jelly. The combinations are bad for the palate. It's milky no. with gelatinous. It's wrong. It's wrong. Good. Why? Who put them together then? Why Don't, is it a I thing? Mean, the that party happens? king, whoever invented party bags and things like that. Who did that? I don't know. But there you go, see? Who are you to just turn up and just start telling us what? You said you used to get jelly and look at it and didn't even eat it. Well, no. Well, and then, but then I'm. You know, yeah, you're fickle. You are. You're miserable. What? <laughs> wow, that escalated quickly. I'm sorry that he was so cruel to you, Fletch. Oh, yeah. The Reverend's so sad. Yeah. The Reverend sees the blob pulsating in an alleyway and he's like, merciful God! And it slithers down the alleyway into the sewers and he heads into the diner and he says, is anybody still alive? No. Why didn't it nom the vicar? He was right there. And the vicar was like, hello, I'm a vicar, I'm very nommable. And the blob was like, nah, don't fancy vicar today. I've got something to do, I'll see you in a bit. So, But he goes in to see if anyone's all right, and he sees bits of frozen blob. Maybe the blob's worried about blasphemy. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. All, don't eat a priest, I don't even, I'm not getting involved in, that's a whole kettle of fish, I ain't opening. I'm not messing with Not messing with upstairs. that. I'll eat the kids. They don't know, they don't know what they want. But he goes, he goes into the freezer and he finds little crystals of blob, so he pops it in a jar and he's like, this will come in handy for the end of the film. The kids need to see the sheriff, but nobody knows in town that the giant death jelly is rolling around like a big pink bastard, gobbling everybody up, absorbing them. So the poor lady at the police station, she's like the woman in Jaws. It's the same person. Who, do they just have the same old lady that works in police stations in film? Because she's yeah. like, oh, everyone's phoning up going, oh, my, my cat's been absorbed. It's all pink. And she's like, I don't know how to handle this. Small town America. Small town America. Yeah, I'll say working at the police station. Sleepy. I don't, I don't know what I have to tell you. She said, like, nothing ever happens like this here until the blob came from in the night and feasted on them like American man flesh. And the kid's dry. He says, oh, 
Emil from Robocop, he's gone out to uh, Elkins Grove and he's like, shit, Elkins Grove? That's where we saw the old fella with a blob on his hand. Shit, we better go up there and help out. They're not, they run out to the woods and Brian says, there's got to be around here somewhere. And uh, Meg says, yeah, in the woods, the dark woods. Brian says, I never thought I'd go out of my way to find a cop. And he's always smoking because it's cool in the 80s to smoke. I'm not saying that now, but in the 80s, everyone was gobbling them down like little biscuits, weren't they? Strange lights in the trees. The kids run. Scientists in has hazmat suits. Brake lights. They're like, what the fuck? What's going on? It's like it's like close encounters here. And they run out. It's the government from ET. It's the government for ET. And the, the scary men in hazmat suits come say, it's all right. We're here, we're here to help you. We are the science guys. We cannot do no wrong. Government. Yeah. They're the government-sanctioned biological containment team. They're here for the blob. And they're like, well, how did you know this was here? You go, don't worry about that. We just know it's here. They're the feds. Yeah. Spooks. Emil's there and he instantly, he instantly suspects Brian. He's like, you've done this. Well, you've got no business here, punk. Get out of here. The science guy says the source of their worries is a terrible souvenir from space. A meteorite. Don't get too close because there is danger of contamination. Mm. Mm. Brian says, what, you mean this this meteor is some kind of killer germ from space? He says, yes, yes, it's something I've expected and prepared for my whole scientific life. Killed the dinosaurs. Killed the dinosaurs, yeah. He goes, yeah, what about dinosaurs? Blob, mate. That's what did it. Science. That's science. What happened? Well, that's, that's it. That's just what happened. So he says... So the blob just ate the dinosaurs and then just blobbed off. Apparently, this science man, when he says, well, no, Brian says, yeah, it brought something all right. But if it was a germ, it's the biggest son of a bitch you ever did see. The kids are at the movies. They've snuck in to watch the horror film and they're, they're, they're pooping their pants because it's a scary film. There's a hillbilly guy. It's such a scary film. <laughs> that film is excellent because they're there. Like, they're, they're smooching, aren't they? Yeah. There's the couple canoodling. They look about 40. Yeah, and there's the fucking... He's got a hedge trimmer. And a hockey mask. And, a hockey, and, and the guy's like, wait a minute. Hockey season ended months ago. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise that would have been normal. Up in the projection booth, though. It's getting hot. Hot for the projection man. He's like, <laughs> goes to look at the AC. It, oh, it, this is blocked. Phones the manager. AC's blocked. He's like... No, it's not, mate. We've had it fixed. Why don't you have a look? Why don't you stick your head in it? Have a look. He's like, yeah, I will. I'll just play my yo-yo for a little bit. Then I'm going to stick my head in it. Come and have a look. He was like, I will. See you later. Puts the phone down, sticks his head in it. What happens? Blob. Blob. Blob gets down. Blob. Yeah, Blob's in the cinema now. Yo-yo. Yo-yo death. Manager comes up. He's like, I'm going to go and see what's going on with this eating. It is a bit hot, to be honest. It is a bit hot. He goes, Bob. Bob with Bob looks up. He's not Bob anymore. He's what is he's it? Blob. He's Blob, and he's still playing the yo-yo. And his face is melting in the ceiling. Yeah. And he drips down. He drips down like pink rain and absorbs the uh, manager as well. Nice to see you. <laughs> that hanging ceiling face death was pretty cool, and I feel legitimately deserved a love heart. Yeah. This is when um, Mr. Science Guy just says to the kids, yeah, don't worry about it. Get in the back of the fucking van. Get in the van. And uh, yeah, because the science guys, it turns out, are bastards, guys. They're in on this whole situation. Um, um, I think they're 
do with it. And they're like, get in the van. So they, they put the kids in the van, trying to take them away. They said, you're not prisoners, you're, you're patients. Brian says, kind of sounds like the same thing to me. But while they're driving away, he says, he tells Meg, he's like, I've got a problem with authority figures. He says, look, let me get, if we get out, jump out the back, we'll run up to the woods, we'll get my bike and we'll blow this town. He says, uh, I think the whole thing stinks. Brian opens the door and he's going. He says, I'm going. She says, go then, Brian. Thinking about yourself again, selfish Brian. And he just jumps out and runs into the night. Oh, he's so cool, isn't he? He's cool. The town is in quarantine, panic, and Meg's little brother's still in the cinema. She's like, where is he? Still at the police cinema. So she goes to get him. In the cinema, everyone is unaware that the blob is in the building, feasting on poor human cinema staff upstairs, like popping them down like M&Ms. That is until the guy who's ruining the film, the hillbilly guy, just goes poof, dragged to the ceiling by the blob. Tendrils gone, dead, pink panic. The glorious moustache. Yeah, and the blob is into the blob. The blob's on this. The blob's just massive. It's oozing through everything. It's in the ceiling, and then the pink. The screen just goes pink. Yeah. <laughs> panic breaks out in the movie house, and the blob is just oozing around in the projection booth. Meg, Meg arrives outside just as everybody else is running out. Did you notice that the kids, that the extras, are laughing when they're running out? They're supposed no. to be panicking. Put the blob, but one of the kids is laughing. Uh, I thought it was quite funny. Yeah. So Megan goes straight into the cinema, panic in the picture house. There's like strobe flashes. She's running around. Maybe they were just really like scared. Yeah. Because I laugh when I get nervous. Well, you used to laugh at them crows when they sleep, didn't you? Is that why you were scared of beats when we watched that last night? Yeah, plus I nearly got kidnapped off Trafalgar Square. Oh. By who? Pigeons. Pigeons? What did they do? How could they take a boy? By teaming up. Teaming up? Yeah. Like the foot like beaks? Yeah, they all teamed up and they all landed on me and I was like, no! My dad was like, get off him! You like the lady in Home Alone? Yeah. From Casualty. Casualty lady who feeds the pigeons. Top yeah. Back, top and back. I thought they were all just going to grab me and fly off. It's any wonder I don't have a phobia of birds. It is, it's weird, yeah. Panic in the picture! <laughs> Strobes are flashing everywhere and the blobs are just eating everyone. Eating everyone. Meg is looking for looking for the kids. Melted kid on the floor. She picks one kid up, but his face is stuck there like chewing gum. Good gooey fun. She finds the kids and she runs outside and the blob chases them. Kevin gets his stupid kid, gets his coat caught in the door. He's like, Whoa! and they save him just in time. And the door explodes. And the blob comes out into the street and chases them down a manhole. The bit that I liked here was the blob going down the alleyway, kicking the boxes, and they'd like fly it up. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Because it, when it's when it's not on screen, it moves like lightning. It moves like a like a like a land shark. It's like a cheetah. But it's not made way... of teeth. It's made of goo. Made of goo. Yeah. It's where not you see teeth. Alan. Alan Frog shouting down to his little brother. He's like, oh, yeah. run to safety. I'm in the Lost Boys. So they go down the, they go down the uh, sewers. <laughs> but, but when you get... That's what he does. He just yeah. hangs out the window. Like, why is he even there? He's in the bit. He tells them to calm down when they're talking in the cinema as well. But, yeah, well, that yeah. makes sense. Now, Brian is spying on the science guys. And he sees the meteorite's got an American flag. It's man-made. He's like, fucking hell. This is bad science, guys. We talk a lot about bad science, and this is what it is. It's an experimental space virus. It's a, it's a life form that hunts its prey, a predator. It's fantastic. But the other guy, another science guy, goes, uh, hold your horses, main science dude. 
the blob is now a thousand times bigger than it was about an hour ago. Um, and it's absorbing everything. He says, this will put US defences years ahead of the Russians. But yeah, but don't you understand? If it keeps growing at this rate, there isn't going to be any America left. It's going to be pink goo. And like, hmm. Hang on. What good would it be in Russia? I don't know. It's, it's too cold. cold. Oh, yeah, it'd be shit in Russia, actually. It'd just die <laughs> as soon as it got there. They'd clip Fucking it out. Fucking hell, you're oh. right. Clip it out of the plane. It'd just shatter on the floor like a, like a calippo from a child's hand. Do you know when you walk along and you're eating a magnet and half the chocolate just falls off it? Yeah, a bit like that. That's what it'd be like. It's the most disappointing thing that can happen. That's mm. one of the most depressing things that ever oh, happened to you. Do you want a magnum? I've got one and I'll get you one. Can I have one? Not now. We'll finish this and then I'll give you a magnum. Ooh, I want a magnum. Oh, I can't send one in the post. It'll be dead by the time it gets there. No, Go and get one. It, it is a two and a half hour drive to your gaff. For a magnum. I might just go okay, up the I shop and treat myself. Oh, no. Wait, so as far as the town are concerned, it's just a normal medical quarantine. And it's like, but Brian knows. Brian knows the truth because he's seen them scheme it. He's like, you, Mr. Meadows, Dr. Meadows, I knew he was bad all along when he tried to kidnap me. The old man heel turn was genuinely heartbreaking for me because he'd come across as so lovely. Mm. Yeah, he did, and, but he's a bad man. Can't trust government, mate. No, but that that hurt me. That hurt me because I liked him as the one nice science guy, and then he was the worst of them all. It yeah, hurt me. A... I'm sorry, Mark. I'm sorry about that. He goes into the. He says, right, the, the pink bastard. He's down in the sewers. We're going to block off the sewers and we're going to blow it up. He says, what about the civilians? He looks at the camera and he says, they are expendable because he's a bad man. That right, hurt me. It hurt you even more. That's like kicking you kicking you when you're down, that is, Mark. It hurt you, it's like you went on the body and you bent over and you went, oh! And they called you expendable and kicked you in the dick. It hurt. Brian gets spotted by armed armed science stormtroopers who are running around what with the big wobbly heads on, which is quite funny. It's a good job he borrowed that ratchet because he smashes it into a man's face and makes him run for it. Fucks that guy up. Fucks that guy up, pops his mat. Like Brian gets to his fixed bike in the woods, and the only way out is getting chased by the man, the science bad dudes on Does quad he bikes. Just his bike in the woods. Yeah, just, yeah, he just goes to get his bike in the woods. Mother Nature is my garage. <laughs> but they're chasing him on quad bikes and a chopper, with lights, everyone's armed. And the only way out is if he jumps the bridge, guys. And we saw at the start of the film that he couldn't jump the bridge. It's kind of like the beginning of. That meatloaf video. Oh yeah, it is actually. Dun, dun, dun. That I would we'll do that. Right, one with all the torches. Bing, 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 bing. Yeah. Yeah, just like that, Malachi J. Matthews. Just like that. But like I said, you're he, extra squirrely today. He he failed jumping the bridge at the start of the film. But now, when the stakes are high, he makes the jump, and the car that chases him. 18 jump off the side. Whew, spins crashed. Excellent. Excellent stuff. It's like ET, isn't it? He rides on the bike. Yeah. Jumps. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I actually thought that the, the jump was a little bit underwhelming. It was just oh, a little bit of a jump, wasn't it? It wasn't particularly it's impressive. No, never mind. I'll tell you what it is, Mark. It's it's a jump for him. You know, he couldn't jump that at the start of the That's film. That's the object. That is growth. That is it. That's it. He's a better man. He can jump the whole, Mark. 
And actually, yeah, when you say that, he turns back. It's not that big a hole, is it? And they're like, damn. No, rubbish. You can just get down there. He's only, he's, only like, <laughs> he's only like six foot away, and it's just a ditch. Just drive around just it. Just drive around it. Or just drive through it. You're on a fucking quad bike, mate. Think about it. You're, a, you're supposed to be a scientist. You can't go through a ditch on a quad bike. What are we paying taxes for? I ask you. I ask you. Fucking mm. hell. The town's on lockdown. The van's everywhere, hazmat suits, bad science men everywhere, herding everyone into the town hall, and they're going to block up the blob down in the pipes. Science stormtroopers are now down there. They're down there as well. They're going to have a look. But Meg and the kids are down there as well. Meg's like, don't be scared, kids. Look, it's just a rat. The kids turn around. Where's the rat? The rat's gone because the blob's fucking gobbled it down. And then it's splashing through the water like alligator, chasing them. Underwater special effects, good stuff. Then Eddie gets taken by the blob. Oh, he was a gobshite. He's a shit. He was a horrible little kid, wasn't he? Yeah. So I'm kind of glad that he dissolved. Yeah. I mean, I actually put melty kid coming out the water, love heart, because that was genuinely great horror. Yeah. And ironically, it looked a bit like a meal when he mounts in Robocop. He did, didn't he? <laughs> Me with his big dangly fingers. Kevin escapes out of the vent and she's like, go for help, go and get help. Meg's stuck in the sewer with the blob and the blob chases her up a storm drain. It kills all the science guys. Luckily, Brian pulls her out of the storm drain because he's riding around in the sewers on his bike. Yeah, they get out on a bike. He drives past the blob, up over the blob because he's in a pipe. Really good. He's good at bike now. We've established that. He's mastered He's mastered the bike. So yeah, he... They passed him, they jumped past him, and they, they dumped the bike and they keep running. And then a guy bumps into him. Whoa! Cameo time, Mark. Did you recognize who the guy was? The science stormtrooper, the panicky man in the sewers. No. It's Bill Mosley. It's Chopped Up from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. That's the, that's the role, is it? Uh-huh. That's the Brilliant. one, Chopped. Yeah, well, what, what else was he in? He was in those all them Rob Zombie films, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in all the Rob Zombie films. Well, I'm not that bothered by them. I like the is the one I like him in is Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, so I mentioned that. Yeah. Lick my plate, you dog dick, you dog dick. Yeah. So yeah, he's panicky man. He's like, oh, it's all gone to tits. <laughs> he's just <laughs> running around doing, doing the best panicking acting I've seen. He just keeps fainting and stuff. He's, he's like, oh, it's no good. <laughs> it's no good. It's so brilliant. Yeah. It's and they wonderful. get they, the bad science guy shut seal them in and park a van on it and they're like, oh shit, that's it, we're done. What are we gonna oh hang on a minute, Bill, what's that on your back? Oh, it's just a bazooka. <laughs> he says, does this work? And what useful it do. Yeah, that's what he said. He says, does this work? And he went, oh, what will it do? What use will it do? Just a stupid bazooka. Oh, and just the science play. Why did they even give me a bazooka? So Brian fires it off and blows up the van. Massive, massive explosion. Without wishing to revert to type, I did put Explodium Truck Loveheart, but it did make me realise the lack of Explodium in this film. Well, they're all saving it up for the end, mate. There's a lot of yeah. Explodium in there. But yeah, we should have put money on that. That is the exact words that we said that you'd say. What? Uh, explodium Van Loveheart. That's what it was. <laughs> I, I am a we, creature of habit. Is that so wrong? No, no. We knew you'd love it. We knew that. It makes me feel warm when I see a scene. When when somebody gets chucked through a window, I'm like, he's going to like this one. 
or when there's a man on fire or something exploding. I was like, this one's for Mark. Brian and Meg come out of the manhole and uh, Brian gets a machine gun from the floor, gets them on the floor and he's like, Emil from Robocop, it's all a lie. They're government pigs. And he's like, yeah, actually, yeah, this is like, he said, how do you think they got here so quick? And they're like, oh, what, what? Thinking about it. Yeah, these are a load of bad lads. Dr. Meadows, king of the bad science people, he sees, he's like, no, these two fellas, they've been down there with the blob. If they come over, all of you people are going to get infected. And Emil's like, what do I do? Mexican standoff. Yeah, Mexican standoff. But science guy, he picks up a machine gun. But as he picks it up, the blob grabs him and he shoots at Emil. And like, oh my God, he's dead. But he's not, he's fine. He's fine. But uh, bad science man gets dragged to the manhole. His, his, his helmet fills up with pink goo. And then <laughs> he just like pops and gets dragged down like a... There's a lot of people popping in this film. I really like it. You just go like, <laughs> and then falls down. For this one, I put Gunjin suit, death, love heart. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's kind of like when you inject like the fiberglass stuff into your walls. Yeah, <laughs> insulate your walls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is where the other science guy is. His number, his right hand guy, takes off his helmet. He's had enough, and he gets all the guns, and he just the science guys crowd round the hole and they say let's frag this son of a bitch and they just start shooting they just blindly shoot down the manhole yeah and then chuck a depth charge down there when that doesn't work and they're like yeah that's it we've killed the that's bastard. it now we're sorted we've bastard we've killed it and they Good think job, oh lads i thought they're supposed to be experts on it well and they made it so yeah what, they made it they're they supposed to write that. the instruction book also they made it so what was all that bollocks about fucking dinosaurs earlier? Yeah, well he's a liar. He's a bad man. He's a no, liar, Fletch. You feel the need to explain why the dinosaurs Because he's a villain. Died. He's gone now. He's dead. He's got a pink death. Gone. But his mate, yeah, he takes the helmet. They, they shoot him blindly down there. And he's like, give me give me your hand grenade. Chuck that down there. And they're like, sorted. The pink bastard's it's dead. It's so matter of fact. Yeah, that's it. Sorted. Everyone, bed. Yeah, a rumbling. They're like, ooh, what's that? I thought we killed the blob. They haven't. They've angered the blob. It fires out the manhole like a massive pink column of death and just squashes it <laughs> like a column. Just goes, boom! And the sonic boom of the, of the pink column bursts all the windows and everything in town just explodes. And then the blob is here. Then it's rampaging. It, there's a wicked bit when it's just like the 50s, when it, when it comes out and there's just people running backwards and forwards going, ah! <laughs> and there's just tendrils coming out and it's just picking up people. Yeah. Like Maltesers. Yeah, like popping them in. Going along, like, yeah, Maltesers. Clip, clip lady, clip. There's one bit he just flaps a man, squashes him dead. Sorry. Yeah, blind panic. He's rolling around, picking people up, eating them like man fruit. Picking them from a ripe horror orchard. Apples of pain. The blob is like this really incorrigible yeah, it's treat in its set. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm such a pig. I'm, I'm such a pig. Oh. I just can't stop this cell. Nom, 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 nom. Nom, nom, nom. So yeah, mm, they nom, think, right, the, the fire didn't work down there with the explosions. So why don't we get Flamethrower Man to try and sort this out? It's logic. We'll try it. Flamethrower Man comes out. Blob blocks it, flame flow man explodes. The blob does the equivalent of a Bugs Bunny cartoon and sticks its finger down the end of a gun so yeah. it backfires and onto he explodes. The he explodes and in the process he sets fire to the he sets fire to the uh, the priest. To the priest he's rolling around on the floor on fire. Megan, luckily, fire extinguisher puts puts the poor lad out, puts the priest out, and accidentally gets a bit of cold on the blob and the blob goes, Oh bloody hell! That's a bit cold. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, I remember the, fr the freezer, the freezer. 
it, this is cold. <laughs> and then she fights, she gets into the town hall, fighting the blob off with with the with a fire extinguisher. She tells everyone, so everyone's just like, <laughs> but the blob's getting in. It's enveloping the town hall. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Brian goes to the garage, to Moe's garage. <laughs> Breaks out the doors. Snowmaker. Snowmaker. The convenient snowmaker that Moe's been fixing at the start of the film. Inside the town hall, people are just panic, blind panic. There's a little drippy pink coming in through the windows. Emil from Robocop, he's running around, but he gets a fate worse than death. He doesn't get gooed, he doesn't get melted. He gets pulled through the wall by the blob, a la class 1999. Folded like a deck chair. Folded like a kick out of deck. Yeah, I gave this a love heart because I gave it a love heart in class of 1999. But um, is this a tat staple that maybe I shouldn't be dishing out love hearts for? Well, I don't know. It's only the t- second time we've seen it. So mm. uh, keep giving it love hearts for now, Mark. If it becomes too obvious, then we'll review it when we yeah. uh, when we talk to you. Yeah. That seems fair. Academy. The Tat Academy. Yeah, we're not sp- yeah. spoke to them. Oh, I'm looking forward to this year's TAC Academy Awards. I, I was I was yeah. only a um, I was I was only an attendee last year. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to being a host of of the TAC Academy Awards. Yeah, and you've got whoever it is that does that does this got about sixty episodes to rifle through now as well. Yeah, wow, that's a lot of work for them. Yeah, it does doesn't that? I mean, it does, and I'm glad it's not me. Yeah, it's not. We don't know who it is, Mark. No, we don't. Do you know who it is, Fletch? I do. Who is it? He's dead. Is he dead? Yeah. Well, who's doing it this year then? There was a there was a fire and it killed. It wiped out the entire Academy, and now no one can rifle through all them films and. uh, Was was the Academy made of explodium? Yes, yes that's the... it was made of, it's, it was just a bunch of exploding scarecrows. I see, they're all, it's got, it's all it's got. Yes. All right, okay. <laughs> Somebody killed the Tacademy. I don't know who it was. We'll just, well. Every... It's a mystery. It's a mystery. I don't know who did it. There was a murderer on the loose. Okay. okay. It's like murder on the Orient Express. You mean you destroyed it on the train? Is that what you're saying? No, I didn't. Right, okay. Everyone's panicking inside, but they don't need to panic because Brian's here and he freezes the blob. He's going to freeze the blob with snow. The plan goes awry because the blob goes, I'll have that truck, mate, and envelops it. Starts, I'll have a bit of truck. Starts nomming it down. Brian's inside it getting squashed. Don't worry, Meg's outside. She's got a machine gun and she's got a bomb. She distracts the blob by shooting at it. She says, the line, this is a tat staple that we've noticed in a lot of films. She says the line at the end, come on, you son of a bitch, before she blows it up. Like Jaws. Like Jaws. I like, like Jaws. Jaws, yeah. Yeah. She turns. She suddenly turns into this Ellen Ripley sort of character, doesn't she? Yeah. She says really hot, really, really hard. She just gets up and she just starts firing the machine gun and yeah. she, she's enraged by it. Well, she puts a, she puts a bomb on the... Uh, on the back of the snow machine. Yeah. And she goes, right, I'll jump off this. Oh gosh, she gets a foot caught, lads. And she's dingle dangle. Dingle dangle, you talk of scarecrows. She's dangling like one there. Just, it's all right though, because Brian gets out just in time and he saves her. Then it explodes, ice, snow everywhere. And they freeze the blob and it just starts snowing. And there's little pink crystals of blob all over the place. And Mo from the garage, 
Remember what he said at the start of the film about the snow? He promised us. He said, I told you it's, it's snowing this year. You just got to have faith. And he'd have a bit of a He-Man laugh. And they're like, right, let's put it in a freezer. And then we noticed. So they didn't destroy it. They just put it no, in a freezer. No, yeah, he's like, let's get it over to the town freezer. Uh, well. So this town now just has a blob in its freezer. Well, speaking about people who are in possession of a blob, a few months later, a tent in the desert, there is a man, a burned man, with one eye doing a sermon about the end of the world, prophesizing. He goes to the back of his room and he picks out a jar of, of blob. An old lady's behind him and he says, when will the reckoning come? When is the end of the world? And he says, soon, child, soon. It's the priest. <sighs> but they didn't get the funding for the sequel, so it never happened. And that's the end. You've got to remember, about 15 minutes ago in real time, that family lost their son and brother. And, and, yeah. and they all seem to be very pleased and completely untraumatised. I know this is a thing that I tend to spot and whine about regularly, but maybe that's because it's really fucking irritating. Yeah. It's the He-Man ending, Mark. It's the classic He-Man ending. Everyone laughs. And then it's because then kids were really... Fucking oh, one of them didn't die. One of them was all right. Just one of them melted. And well, he wasn't one left. That's all right. Yeah. Well, he wasn't their he kid. Wasn't their kid. He wasn't their kid. Somebody else's problem. Yeah. Still. He was. He was a frog brother, wasn't he? He was the frog brother. Yeah. Brother of the Alan frog. frog. So he's Alan's brother. So yeah, Alan will sort it out. He's used to it. Is he like the third frog brother? Maybe that's why he's not in Lost Boys. Because he got eaten. By this frog. is a pre prequel to Lost Boys, and he melted. That's maybe why Frog went, went out hunting vampires, you see. He, he doesn't like this paranormal hoodoo that these people are doing. So he goes and gets Corey Feldman, goes back in time and fights vampires. Because it came up anyway. Sure. So, did you enjoy that one, Mark? I did. I, it, I mean, it was from the year, which it was always going to be. Have we ever had one from the year that was bad? Cheerleader Camp was from 1988, Mark, so... You was know, it? The, the exception that proves the rule, I'm afraid. Oh. So got to have some bad apples so that the good fruit tastes super sweet. I mean, I did expect it to be good because it was from the year. And the stuff that cleans your, your computer click keyboard, murderising everybody, did not let me down. I thoroughly enjoyed this film. It was wonderful. And I think what was good about it was that the effects were clearly very 80s, practical effects. And some of them were great. And yeah. some of them were shite. And I want that in a tap film. I don't want it to look too good. I want to enjoy... I, I want to enjoy tap for the good and the bad, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's talk of a new Blob film coming out, but if it's just going to be all CGI, it's just going to look like a fucking Star Wars Marvel film, isn't it? It's not the same. You need gooey yoghurt being chucked in a man's face from the ceiling. Yeah. I much prefer practical effects when it comes to horror films. Well, I think we're all on the same boat there, sugar. How about you, Fletch? Did you enjoy the Blob? Do you not think at the end where she does that transformation and she stood on top of the snowmobile shooting and being badass? Yeah. She immediately fails, doesn't she? She falls off and he has to save her. Yeah. But she saved him, to be fair. Well, so it's the circle of saving. I don't know. It's, it's the circle it's, of heroism. 
They could have just let her jump off the snowmobile and then the explosion, bang, save the day. That could have, that could have happened. All right, it? well... I mean, I suppose it came out about three years before Silence of the Lambs, didn't it? Yeah. Before, uh, before it became okay for women to win at horror. Yeah, and Tomb Raider. Then again, Alien came out. Like, that was before this. Nearly, nearly ten years before this. Well, that, that there you go then, so you're talking rubbish. How many stars, Mark? How many stars for, the, for this movie of Pink Death from the Stars? Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. How about you, Fletch? How many stars? Fuck off. Thank you for joining us this week on Super Tap Film Club. Please, do us a favour, guys. Do us... You know the uh, iTunes, Apple one? Yeah. Just call it Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. You know the Apple Podcasts? Yeah. Yeah, that one. It really helps people if you do good reviews and leave a little comment. So if you do have the time, do that. Because you don't have to, but it would help us out if you did. So spread it along. Spread it around. Tell people about SuperTap Film Club. Talk to Fletcher on Twitter or talk to me on Instagram. Don't talk to Mark on either of them because he doesn't do it. It's us. I do. Oh, yeah, you've got your own one. Yeah. How can people find you on Instagram, Twitter and whatnot, Mark? Not on Instagram. At Mark Sorry. Adams HC, that's me. At Mark Adams HC, there you go. So, oh, we do. Didn't... We have reviews. Have We've we got. got we have got a few. Yeah. We have. Yeah. So we, we could do with a few people, more. I didn't realise people listen to this. Show. Oh, and we forgot to mention as well. Talking about people listening to the show. Last year we did our. Uh, sorry, last week we did our first Australian film. We also found last week that we've got a fan who listens to us in Australia. We do. Yeah, we do. So that one was for you last week. Enjoy. <laughs> The hat, guys. The hat. Let's oh, have a okay. look. Here we go. Are you going to pick it out this week? Can I pick it out? Can you remember? Yeah, yeah, you can pick it out, Mark, virtually. Okay, so virtually. Oh, it's Voodoo Academy. No, it's not, Mark. Mark, that is in there, but it's, it's not, not today. Do you really want Do you want to pick it or shall I pick it? Or should Fletcher, who's going to pick it? Hey, eh? Who wants to pick the film from the random pick hat? Pick the fucking film oh, from the right. fucking hat. Oh, guys. We haven't done a sports film. <laughs> Sorry. Let me see that. Let me, what, we, oh my God, it's ready to rumble. Ready to rumble. We're going to do ready to rumble. It's the WCW action comedy that came out in the year 2000. It's got Macho Man Randy Savage in it. It's got Psycho Sid Vicious in it and Perry Saturn. And Diamond Dallas Page is the actual baddie. You up for that one, Mark? Yeah, all right. We'll be back next Tuesday. We're ready to rumble some WCW action, some hot, hot action. We haven't done any action for a while. We've been horror. We've been horrified. But don't don't worry, we're doing more horror soon. Wrestling. Wrestling, guys. Get subscribed and we'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. Bye. See ya.